the Sports Gambling Podcast is sponsored by MyBookie.ag. Join now and MyBookie will match your deposit with a 50% bonus. Use the promo code SGP50 to activate the offer. So enter SGP50 to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie.ag today where you play, you win, and you get paid. listening to the EPL show here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter at the SGP Network. So we're coming off the back of landing a lock again last week from the EPL show, taking us to 40 and 8 for the season. Over on my European show, we landed a double lock and we are 26 and 5 for the season there. If you want to get the European show, head over to my website, lockbetting.com. All of the packages there, even the $10 one, includes the European show. And it really is a can't miss show because, as I've said on here many times, we go through all of Europe and we pick a selection of just eight, nine or 10 games and uh, break those games down specifically. So out of 60 or 70 games, I narrow it down to eight or nine. So all of the picks are solid, not just the lock, even though the lock record is 26 and five for the season. Here today, we'll be hoping to extend our lock record here to 41 and eight. And uh, as I looked through the fixtures, there were a lot of viable locks on the table. And uh, I could have done another double lock today, but I've decided not to do that. I've decided to save some of those selections for my members over at lockbetting.com. They will be getting four or five picks exclusively this week. So a lot more than I usually do because I liked a lot here. So I've I've made the decision not to, to double lock, but there is a lot that I like. You may be able to figure them out from the way that I analyze these games. I mean, some of you may be betting on everything that I say on here, and that wouldn't really be a terrible way to go because over the course of the season, we are landing on average around about seven out of 10 here each and every week. So far, the overall season record, which I do track, is currently sitting at 240 and 84. So out of the 324 games so far this season, we've managed to get right 240 of those. Now, if you work that out, that ends up being uh, 74% of the games that we pick on air are correct. So that's over seven out of 10 on each podcast. So it really is a strong average. So you would make money betting on the picks. I'm certain, even though, um, sometimes we do stuff, do do take stuff that's at one to two. That's the worst odds that we're allowed to qualify for. But quite often we don't do that. Usually a lot of the stuff is around about four to six, 10 to 11, or even bigger odds. Uh, the lock on the uh, Europa League show that I just did for my lockbetting.com customers, we took Arsenal to beat Napoli at 13 to 10. And the, the underdog play of Arsenal to qualify was actually bigger than the lock. The way that worked out was is because Arsenal were favorites to win the game today, but underdogs to, to qualify. So we were able to get a lock and a dog from the same game and the same tie, essentially. So generally, um, we do do well with that. The underdogs themselves this season, out of the underdogs that we've picked this season so far, which has been uh, 42 
overall dogs, we've landed 20 of them. So we're nearly at 50% for the dogs. And obviously that is going to be a monumental profit because we always pick dogs that are over even. So you would probably need to land around about uh, 12, 13 to be even. And we've landed 20. So we're well up on the dogs as well. Uh, the parlays are the only things I haven't really monitored this season. Um, you know, parlays are parlays. We we have to give them out. It's a theme of the show that was started by the SGP on the NFL show. And it's a format that we've copied here. But I'm pretty certain that uh, the parlay record isn't too bad. But being completely transparent, I haven't been tracking what we've been doing with the parlays. But overall, I have been tracking everything else. And as I said, we sit at 240 out of 324 giving us a record of 240 and 84 for the season, which is 74.07%. Looking at the games this week, we start on Friday with Leicester versus Newcastle. Uh, Leicester are the 7 to 10 favourite, just 13 to 5 the draw, and it's 4 to 1 on Newcastle. Newcastle gave this sort of performance last week that shows you that they are on holiday, especially when they give that type of performance at home in front of their own supporters, losing the game to Crystal Palace, not being able to penetrate Crystal Palace throughout the 90 minutes and, and losing to, to a penalty. Um, I feel that they're probably likely to give an even more lackluster performance away, whereas in comparison, Leicester are really playing hard for their new manager at the end of the season. I expect them to, to continue doing that for the last five games because seventh place does seem important to them. And it's a real interesting race for seventh between Leicester, Wolves, Everton and Watford because it really doesn't matter who finishes seventh, but it's equally as close as the race for third where you have Chelsea on 66, Tottenham on 64, Arsenal 63, Man United 61, and all of those are looking to finish in the top four. Whereas here you have two teams on 47 and two teams on 46. So equally as intriguing, although not anywhere near as high as stakes, but it's important to these teams to, to get that seventh place. And uh, it is the, the quartet, that I would expect to be going for it. If you include West Ham in a conversation as well, I think they would be the five teams or the West Ham are slightly out of it and a very, and are very much looking like they are on holiday. The 12.30 game on Saturday sees Tottenham take on Huddersfield where Tottenham are the one to four favorites It's five to one and draw and it's 12 to one on Huddersfield here. Um, you could take anything here between Tottenham minus one and Tottenham to nil. Uh, I think Tottenham, despite the fact Harry Kane's out, will manage to score twice in this game. And uh, I don't think it's very likely that Huddersfield find the back of the net and become the first team to score at Tottenham's new stadium. So strongly going for Tottenham here at even money to win this game to nil. Up next, you have Brighton versus Bournemouth, where Brighton are the five to four favourites. It's twenty-three to ten the draw, and it's nine to four on Bournemouth. You feel that Brighton only need two more wins to get out of this relegation conversation. Possibly only one win in a draw that would take them up to thirty-seven points. That is a total that I don't feel Cardiff are going to get to. I don't feel like Cardiff are going to get three wins in their last six games. They're currently on twenty-eight points. I feel the ceiling for Cardiff this season may be able to win two games and get a draw. So maybe thirty-five at the most, and um, 
And then even then, if they get two draws and two wins, Brighton have a superior goal difference of 19 goals ahead of Cardiff. Brighton also have two games in hand. So they have seven games to play. They've played the least amount of games in the league. And uh, I feel they only need two wins, possibly even one to, to stay up. I feel that they'll certainly get that this week. Um, either against Bournemouth here or against Cardiff on Tuesday, which is a six-pointer in my opinion. Um, I think they'll win both of those games and we'll be looking at a safe Brighton at the end of the week. They're also a good team to look at for fantasy picks because they are on a double game week. Up next, you have Burnley versus Cardiff, where Burnley are the 17 to 20 favourites. It's five to two to draw and it's 10 to three on Cardiff. For me here... um, you, you can't look past uh, Burnley. Uh, they're another team that need wins. This is another six-pointer, I would say, although they have moved quite clear of uh, Cardiff at this juncture, who are really the only team in the relegation conversation, along with um, Brighton, Southampton, and, uh, and, and possibly Burnley. But Burnley are on 36 points. They probably only need... A draw here, but this win, I think, will absolutely 100% cement Burnley into the Premier League, and we will not be talking about them in the relegation race again this season. Up next, you have Fulham versus Everton, where Fulham are the 10 to 3 underdogs. It's 14 to 5 the draw, and it's 3 to 4 on Everton. Fulham are down and Everton are in good form. They're finally looking like um, they're playing for Marco Silva. It's better late than never, and they are in that seventh place race the uh, the Everton Championship as some people call it for, for a joke um, because it is a place where Everton should be finishing on in terms of the size of the club not necessarily on paper because I've mentioned before I really like the, the structure of the Leicester team I like the creative midfielders I like Jamie Vardy and I like the defence and I do feel on paper they're a better team than Everton but Everton obviously have the finances and they've got the manager and um, a lot of elements here that should automatically carry them into seventh place. I just feel that they significantly lack the attacking options, um, especially uh, in form of a out-and-out striker, something they'll need to address in the summer. They'll need to splash out 40, 50, maybe 60 million pounds to, to get this forward player that, that puts them securely into seventh place and challenging for the top six. Although I feel they're a million miles from challenging for the top four, but focusing on this game, I think they do win this one up next Southampton versus Wolves, where Southampton are the six to four favorites is 21 to 10 to draw. And it's two to one on Wolves. That's an interesting price for me because Wolves are a better team. They are chasing this seventh place and um, Southampton are in a relegation race at the moment. And alongside Brighton, they are the only feasible team that can go down. They are closest to Cardiff in terms of there being a five point gap and they probably will need another four points to stay up. Whether they can get three here or not, though, is, an, is another is another dilemma. Wolves are out of the FA Cup now, so they're out of that conversation. So their priority immediately shifts into focusing on this league. Um, they have very winnable games coming up when you look at this trip to Southampton and then the next one at home to Brighton. And then they have a tough game at home to Arsenal. But a lot of people in the top six will be counting on Wolves to do something there, seeing as that Wolves already beat Manchester United. I think that we could see Wolves go on a good run here and I expect them to take seven points 
out of the out of the next nine that are available, and uh, that could include either beating Arsenal or beating Southampton. I'm certain that they'll beat uh, Brighton next week, um, but I'm not sure who they'll take points off, be it Southampton away or Arsenal at home. But I do feel that they'll that they will be successful in going through those three games unbeaten. Manchester United versus Watford uh, versus West Ham. Sorry, is next. Manchester United are the eight to fifteen favourites here. It's nineteen to five the draw, and it's thirteen to two on West Ham. They really have um, come off the Man United bandwagon in recent times, and it's not surprising seeing as Solskjaer has ended up losing four of the last five. Um, it all started with a defeat at Arsenal, and then obviously there was the back-to-back Wolves, which saw us go out of the FA Cup and lose ground in the top four. So they're very bad defeats that Man United have suffered. And then, of course, there was that poor performance against uh, Barcelona as well. I mean, prior to that, prior to that um, PSG win, they had obviously lost the first leg to PSG as well. So five defeats under Solskjaer now after an unbeaten start. If you want to win the league, um, you can only afford to suffer five defeats possibly for the whole season and uh, now he's he's suffered five in the second half of the season it's not looking too good maybe this wasn't the right appointment for Manchester United to make I feel like tactically he definitely got it wrong against Barcelona he should have started with the with the front three of Lingard Martial and Rashford it's a combination that worked for him so well at the start it was old school Man United with wingers I don't like us playing this diamond formation I don't like us even playing a back three Uh, anything that involves Ashley Young playing defensively I'm not in favour of the guy He's completely lost it now and um, he needs to not play. I don't understand how we're playing Dalot and Fred and McTominay. I don't understand how all three are getting in the team. I understand that he needs money and we need to um, strengthen this squad and especially the first 11 in the summer. But there is no excuse for a Manchester United team to play Ashley Young and Dalot and Fred and McTominay in the same team and uh, Dopey Lukaku up front who's somehow found himself bang out of form as quickly as he he had a little run of games where he seemed to find form. But I feel that Rashford, Lingard and Martial is the way to go. That's what they should have done against Barcelona. Barcelona didn't turn up on, on, on Wednesday and still won the game. Man United are going to need a big reaction here and they're going to need a decent performance at the new camp, not just to qualify because I think qualification is out the window at the moment, but just to add some respectability. Go and have an attacking game at Barcelona, go and lose 3-2. That might not be so bad for us if we were to go and do that. Maybe even a score draw is possible. I don't think by any stretch of the imagination they'll go through. What we want to avoid is going there with a, going there with a whimper and losing 2 or 3-0, going out 4-0 on aggregate. I think that will be demoralising. But the first thing they need to do is build morale against the West Ham team who are pretty much on holiday here. And um, I really like Manchester United at the price here of 8-15 to 15, uh, because I think that this could be a good game for them to rebuild themselves. And they owe West Ham from a 3-1 defeat earlier on in the season. And West Ham notoriously don't really do well at Old Trafford or up north in general. Up next, Crystal Palace versus Manchester City where Man City are the 1-3 to favourites. It's 9-1 to one to draw and it's 17-4. to four. Sorry, 17-4 to join, 9-1 on Palace. 
This is interesting because this is a revenge game and I'm worried about this one. A lot of people are looking at the top two playing on Sunday and thinking Liverpool have the more difficult game. I'm not too sure because Manchester City have already lost to Crystal Palace and they're out of form all of a sudden. They, I think they've been out of form since they lost Aguero pretty much after having that first half performance against Fulham where they were 2-0 up. They were poor in the second half where they didn't score a goal. Then they only scored two against Cardiff and only really played for the first 20 minutes of that game as well. And then against Brighton, they didn't play at all, but still managed to get through to the FA Cup final, winning with a goal in the first five minutes. And then it all, the shit hit the fan. All those poor performances congregated with a very poor performance against one of the better teams, Tottenham, at their new home ground and uh, and ended up with Tottenham winning the game. Manchester City are going to need a reaction here. They're going to desperately need two back-to-back wins here in order to keep their season alive in terms of chasing a quadruple because I feel that if they slip up here and Liverpool win, given Liverpool's easier running and given the fact that Manchester City have to still go to Manchester United, they are going to hand Liverpool the title this weekend. And uh, I think it's essential that Manchester City win this game. It's a must-win situation, and I am taking them to win the game. I don't like them at the price, though, at all. I like Manchester City in over two and a half goals in this game, which is available at 10 to 11. Looking at the other game, you have Liverpool against Chelsea, where Liverpool are four to six favourites. It's twenty nine to ten to draw, and it's four to one on Chelsea. Praying that Chelsea will get a win here, and we or, or at least a point. And I'm certainly bolstered by the fact that Mar- uh, Mauricio Sarri did what I expected him to do on the Europa League show, which is rest some key players and know that Chelsea, even with their second team, had enough to beat Slavia Prague. Chelsea are my pick for the Europa League, but it doesn't mean that they're going to come into this game and uh, take their foot off the gas. They're still third in the table and they still would like to secure Champions League qualification via the top four and take the pressure off themselves. And uh, in order to do that, they're going to not they're going to need to not just lose games and uh, lose the momentum that they've built up. And I'm optimistic that Liverpool's luck might run out this weekend based on the fact that they've managed to scrap through so many times. They had a lucky 2-1 against Fulham, a lucky 2-1 against Spurs, a lucky 3-1 against Southampton. Although it doesn't sound lucky, they were not winning that game going into the last 10 minutes and needed Mo Salah to rediscover the magic that had eluded him for 11 games as he uh, he won that game. And then obviously on the break, they managed to score a third. So they've been riding their luck for some time. If you want to take Chelsea to avoid a defeat here, they're available at 11 to 10 on the double chance. I think uh, a safer bet here might be for um, both teams to score. Both teams to score has cashed in Liverpool's last three Premier League games that I've mentioned. Obviously, they kept the clean sheet in the week. We tipped that out on the podcast. We took Liverpool to nil. But uh, here, I think both teams to score, seeing as it's cashed against worse teams than Chelsea, I feel that Chelsea would be good for cashing that. And hopefully it leads to bigger and better things for them. And uh, they managed to stop Liverpool winning the league here because it can go either way. I feel that uh, if Manchester City drop points this weekend and Liverpool win, that's handing them the title. But like Likewise, if Liverpool drop points here and Man City go free clear, that's going to be handed them the title because suddenly they can lose that Manchester United game and still be top of the table. So it's a really massive, massive weekend on Sunday and I can't wait for it. And hopefully at the end of it, we still have Manchester City sitting top of the league. 
On Monday, we have Watford versus Arsenal, where Watford are two to one underdogs. It's eleven to four to draw, and it's twenty three to ten on Arsenal. Uh, don't like Arsenal as favourites or Watford here. I'm not necessarily going to take Watford as an underdog because they have the FA Cup to look ahead. And what we often see is teams sort of losing focus, especially when they don't have anything else to chase. But again, as I've said, a lot of teams are looking at this seventh place as some sort of a priority. And let's hope that Watford do the same uh, because Arsenal are one of the teams in the mix for that top four, which Manchester United are chasing. I like both teams to score here, which is available at four to seven. Don't have much confidence in either one of the defences and I'm expecting an attacking game here against two attacking teams. And I think when you look at it, you, you can almost think that Arsenal are a better version of Watford or Watford are a worse version of Arsenal. I think Watford try and play football. I think Arsenal try and play football, but are better at it. And then obviously the team's other teams in that mould, you look at the likes of Barcelona. Arsenal have always um, moulded themselves as being a poor man's Barcelona, in my opinion. And then you have the likes of Watford and Bournemouth who are kind of a poor man's Arsenal. But that isn't doing too badly for either of the teams this season because Bournemouth and Watford are both having two of their better seasons in the Premier League without question. Uh, but my pick here is both teams to score for the Monday night game. As a bonus pick, I'm going to pick the Tuesday game, which is a six-pointer between Brighton and Cardiff. As I mentioned earlier, if Brighton win this, they are out of the relegation conversation, in my opinion. And I feel that's exactly what's going to happen. You can get this one as good, as well-priced as even money, where I'm looking at 17 to 20. But shop around if you're betting this one. I think Brighton here get the result that keeps them in the Premier League. And Cardiff will be pretty much down, I think, by, by Tuesday. So that concludes the show. We're going to close out, as we always do, with the Lock Dog Parlay. Lots of things I liked here on this show. I'm going to be making quite a few picks for my uh, lockbetting.com clients this week. So I've decided that I'm only going to go for one lock. That was pretty much a preconceived idea that I came into this podcast with. Despite the fact there are a lot of games I like, I do want to give the picks as many picks as possible to my to my paying clients so the one you're going to get this week is uh, Manchester United against West Ham I just cannot see that one going any other way um it's a good spot. Man United need a win off the back of some very questionable defeats. And uh, West Ham, who never do well at Old Trafford, are seemingly on a holiday. I think this one has all the ingredients there to, to deliver. So that one will be the lock on this show. But like I said, many games that I like, um, you may have got a hint as to what they are from listening to the show. However, if you want to officially get those picks, head over to lockbetting.com. The underdog play on this podcast, um, it was between two teams. It was between Watford and it was between Wolves. I'm leaning Wolves uh, because I do think that they're going to make a, a full effort to finish in seventh place, more so than, than Watford, who've got the FA Cup to look ahead to. Plus, Arsenal have just suffered a defeat last week against Everton. I'm not sure if they're going to end up losing back-to-back -back away games, but that would be a very Arsenal thing to do. Um but yeah, I, I'm going to lean Wolves there as the underdog at Southampton available at two to one. Closing out with the parlay. And uh, this is an interesting one because this might be a little bit of history. I can't remember any time where I've bet against 
a team twice in the same in the same parlay. I honestly cannot remember any time where uh, that opportunity has come up and presented itself. But that is something that we are doing today. So we are taking Burnley to beat Cardiff. We're taking Tottenham to beat Huddersfield. And then we're taking Brighton to beat Cardiff as well in the Tuesday game. So that's Burnley to beat Cardiff and Brighton to beat Cardiff in the same parlay. And we've added Tottenham to that one as well. If you put £100 on this one, you will win yourself £428. So certainly a big return there for taking Tottenham against an already relegated Cardiff and two teams to win two home games two six-pointers against Cardiff and sending Cardiff down to the championship, possibly by Tuesday. And uh, Burnley and Brighton are two decent home teams who have a decent Premier League pedigree. Uh, and I feel that that is a really, really solid bet. Might be making that one in itself official. We'll see what happens with that one. If you want to see what happens, head over to lockbetting.com where we will also have the European show, which we've already spoke about earlier on on the show. That concludes this edition of the EPL show. Make sure you check out the Champions League show this week. Last week, we went 3-1 and one with our picks, but unfortunately, it uh, didn't land the lock. So the, the three games out of four that I got right were not the lock. The only one I got wrong was the lock. So the dog and everything else all landed. So that was a bit unfortunate. That has been a bit of a jinx show, whereas the, the European shows at 26 and... Five, uh, my Europa League show on lockbetting.com is at 11 and 2 and here as we all know the EPL show is at 40 and 8 the Champions League show is at 14 and 9 so given the fact that I feel that I'm probably quite a decent football handicapper or soccer handicapper I feel that that will, that will come right and turn around so I'm optimistic about landing some back-to-back locks on that one. So make sure you check that out this week. That'll be the Champions League show covering the second legs, which will be available on Monday. That's it from me on this edition of the EPL show. Good luck with all of your bets as always. And thanks for listening.